WLRN edition 64 broadcasting in three, two. I was born woman. Off my knees, I will stand for my liberation. Sisters, rise again. I was born woman. Off my knees, I will stand for my liberation. Rise and rise again. Greetings, and welcome to the 64th edition podcast of Women's Liberation Radio News for this Thursday, August the 5th, 2021. I'm April No, a totally excellent radical feminist hiding in plain sight in the forest of Northern Ontario, Canada. This month's edition focuses on the long-held tradition of women gathering in the woods of Michigan to commune with nature, with each other, and with music and the arts. Since the closing of Mitchfest in 2015, women have continued to gather in Michigan in July and August to keep the tradition alive despite misogynistic attempts to shut it down. We'll hear ambient sounds, music from the stages at the festivals, and conversations between sisters in the woods in a collage of clips Thistle and Jenna put together for our show today. They were lucky enough to travel to Michigan this summer, meet up in the woods, and document some of their encounters and experiences for us so that women who were not able to be in Michigan this year can share in the magic. The team at WLRN produces a monthly radio broadcast to break the sound barrier women are blocked by under the status quo rule of men. This blocking of women's discourse we see in all sectors of society, be they conservative, liberal, mainstream, progressive, or radical. The thread that runs through all of American politics, except for separatist feminism, is male dominance and entitlement in all spheres. Before we turn to the world news segment, we are happy to present Jennifer Billick's report for this month's show on the gender identity industry. Hello everyone, this is Jennifer Billick from the 11th Hour blog with a special report exclusively for Women's Liberation Radio News. I report on the global gender industry at the intersections of capitalism, technology, the corporatized LGBT, and the medical industrial complex. When we look at what gender identity does instead of what it means, we can see clearly the global machinations underway to destroy the reality of sexual dimorphism in language, in law, and in material reality as it is manifesting with the dismemberment of young people. That dismembering of young people, the carving up of their sexual anatomy, is being promoted as normal and celebrated on all corporate media platforms from Jazz Jennings, a young man's initial castration party with penis cake, reported in People magazine, to the subsequent surgeries necessary to fix the wounds and damaged tissues of his sex examined on his reality TV show. Young women with double mastectomies are being used in advertisements for underwear, clothing, sneakers, and more. Thousands of young people have created videos of their opposite-sex imitation surgeries and plastered them on YouTube. I like the term opposite-sex imitation. It is a term coined by someone on Twitter, and I happen to like it. It speaks far more to the reality of what is happening than the word transitioning. We have doctors using social media platforms to sell dismemberment surgeries to young people, both as individual practitioners and as they are teamed up with massive biopharmaceutical corporations. Johnson & Johnson Pharma Giant has teamed up with Dr. McEvenue, a plastic surgeon, to sell double mastectomies to younger and younger women who have, in his words, body dysphoria, chest dysphoria, or who just want a more masculine appearance. Planned Parenthood, as discovered by Alex Aron, otherwise known as the Gender Mapper, has teamed up with Tumblr, driving social media messages of dismemberment surgeries and opposite sex imitation hormones as cool and edgy. You can find her research, part of which I outline here, at thegendermapper.org. She covers the riveting overhaul of Planned Parenthood from a women's family planning center to the largest suppliers of wrong sex hormones to young people in the United States. 
In 2014, David Karp, co-founder of Tumblr, joined Planned Parenthood. At that time, Tumblr was the mecca of teen trans fixation. There's been some significant changes in Planned Parenthood's behavior and audience patient demographics since CARP joined the board. In 2015, Planned Parenthood added a new section on its website for gender identity, where they explained in a two to four page guide what transgender means, giving a brief explanation of services and where and how hormones can be accessed. Planned Parenthood now has more than 500 clinics offering wrong sex hormone therapy on an informed consent basis. Practically, that means that a patient can arrive, present with no symptoms of anything, declare themselves the opposite sex, and obtain life and mind-altering substances. Planned Parenthood also launched on TikTok last year. Popularized by British youth and downloaded more than 2 billion times globally, it provides positive images to youth of opposite sex imitation surgeries and dismemberment. Reddit and Instagram also drive the positive messages of positive sex imitation medicalization, with thousands of youth posting their photos, messages, and videos of their surgeries. Surgeons advertising dismemberment surgeries framed as affirmation surgeries are on the same platforms where youth share their messages with each other. These are the intersections that must be examined if we are to stop what is driving a mania of young people being brutalized with unnecessary surgeries on their sex organs. Technology, as it is wedded to capitalism and the medical industrial complex, are creating a perfect storm which drives young people to dissociate from their sexed bodies. Thanks for listening. This has been a special report from the 11th Hour blog for Women's Liberation Radio News. The original Turf Radio. And now we turn to Emily Ann Lorenzen with Women's News from Around the Globe for this Thursday, August the 5th, 2021. In Pakistan on July 25th, protesters gathered in Karachi to protest the torture and beheading of Noor Mukadam. Noor was the daughter of a former diplomat, and she was murdered by the son of a business tycoon. The quote-unquote gender terrorism epidemic in Pakistan affects women of all classes, and most of these men get away with their crimes. The protesters demanded justice and safety for women. The founder of Soul Sisters Pakistan, one of the country's largest women-only Facebook groups, said, quote, Women are not just angry, they are terrified because we know far too many rapists and murderers get away with it. More needs to be done to protect women. There are no resources, no implementation of laws, not even timely statements from the leadership. Not even support for tools as basic as the domestic violence bill. There's no inclination by the state to let women just exist without the fear of being raped or murdered." In Somalia, a 13-year-old girl died after undergoing female genital mutilation, or FGM. This is the first reported case of an FGM fatality in Somalia since a 10-year-old died in 2018. The country has no national law against the practice, and it has one of the highest rates of FGM in the world. According to the global media campaign, quote, we have no idea how many girls are dying because of FGM. What we do know is that a girl is cut every six seconds, and this horror must stop. Unquote. About 90% of women and girls are cut in Somalia, and typically before the age of 10. Activists are pushing for a law to ban FGM. In Australia, the mother of a woman who was murdered after leaving an abusive relationship is calling on Victoria to have more transparent domestic violence records. The man hit her daughter with his car after an argument, leaving her dead and fleeing the scene. The murder charge was dropped due to a plea bargain, and he was convicted of, quote, dangerous driving causing death, unquote. He is now free after serving two years and eight months of a four-year sentence. South Australia, the UK, and Canada have a Domestic Violence Disclosure Scheme, or DVDS, 
which allows people to request the records of someone who shows signs of domestic violence. The victim's mother does not want her daughter's murderer to go through life as if her death had never happened and hurt other women. So she and other activists want a DVD-S program in Victoria. In California, Activision Blizzard employees protested outside of their main office in Irvine against the company's handling of sexual harassment and discrimination charges. The California Department of Fair Employment and Housing sued the company on July 20th, quote, alleging the company had a pervasive frat boy culture where female employees were constantly harassed, discriminated against, and underpaid, unquote. The employees want forced arbitration taken out of their contracts, the company to overhaul its hiring and promotion process, to publish salary and promotion data, and to hire an outside firm to audit the executive team. The employees involved in the walkout claim they will not stop fighting until these demands are met. Also in California, Women's prisons are ramping up pregnancy resources for female inmates housed with trans-identified males. Birth control, prenatal care, abortion, and adoption services are being advertised on new posters in medical rooms. Pregnancies in prison are rare, and most pregnant prisoners were pregnant when they arrived, and they are kept in separate facilities until they give birth. Since the law SB 132, passed in January, allowing men to be housed with women, nearly 300 requests to be transferred have been made, and 20 requests have been processed, and none have been denied. Women's Liberation Front reported on July 26 that seven different people inside the Central California Women's Facility have said that at least one woman, and possibly more, is now pregnant after being housed with a male. A report by Mozambique's Center for Public Integrity reveals that women incarcerated in the East African country's largest women's prison are routinely forced into prostitution by prison guards. The report accuses guards of In Lavela Women's Prison of taking women outside of the prison to sell them to men for sex. The women, nicknamed rabbits and little doves by their traffickers, are rewarded with preferential treatment for their cooperation. Women who refuse to be pimped are assaulted, starved, and tortured. The report asserts that, quote, most end up giving in, unquote. In Afghanistan, the UN reported that more women and children were killed and wounded during the first half of 2021 than in the first six months of any year since the UN has been keeping count since 2009. The country is in the middle of a civil war, and violence has worsened since international military forces have departed. Women and children made up 46% of the casualties in the first half of 2021. The UN warned that Afghanistan will have the highest number of documented civilian casualties in a single year since record-keeping in the country began if violence does not de-escalate. In Tasmania, lesbian events that exclude trans-identified males risk breaking the law. The Tasmanian Anti-Discrimination Commissioner denied the Lesbian, Gay, and Bisexual Alliance to exclude biological men from lesbian events. Jessica Hoyle filed an exemption to have lesbian-only events without facing the consequences of discrimination complaints for excluding males. She said, quote, I want to exclude people with penises because being a lesbian is about same-sex attraction. It's not about same-gendered attraction. There are many events that cater to the trans community in Tasmania that are all-inclusive, unquote. Jessica plans to appeal the decision, which could become a national test case for the right of same-sex attracted people to hold their own events and services. Two dozen massage schools in the United States have been linked to prostitution or fraud. An investigation by USA Today found that many U.S. massage schools may be collaborating with so-called massage parlors to keep these profitable businesses staffed 
with prostituted women, many of whom are trafficked from Asian countries and held in debt bondage. Quote, we have seen substantial evidence that traffickers are trying to use fraudulent schools to aid their operations, unquote, said the CEO of the California Massage Therapy Council. Typically, traffickers will pay the school high fees for fake transcripts and diplomas for their victims so that the women can obtain the massage therapy licenses that obscure their sexual exploitation under a flimsy veil of legitimacy. A BBC investigation revealed that women who sell explicit content on OnlyFans are harassed, abused, and hacked without any protection from the company. OnlyFans often sides with the abusers by refunding their money if the women block them for their own protection. These men threaten the women with violence, rape, stalking, and harming their children. Content creators on the platform are speaking out in hopes to receive more protection from the company. As a side note, I was driving around town and the car in front of me was advertising an OnlyFans account with a pink bumper sticker. I looked it up and sure enough, it was a woman selling explicit content. In light of the BBC article, it is not safe for her to advertise on her car and I hope that nothing bad happens to her. OnlyFans has grown since the pandemic has put many women out of work and they are stuck at home trying to survive. The way these women are treated shows how quote unquote sex work is not just like any other kind of work. Women journalists and activists in the Middle East face hack and leak attacks by governments using spyware. These governments try to intimidate and silence these women by hacking their devices with surveillance technologies used for tracking terrorists and criminals. Then they leak private photos onto social media. For example, photos of a woman in a bikini were used to accuse her of being a quote-unquote prostitute and that she was having an affair with her boss, which was not true. Amnesty International wants governments to temporarily halt the export, sale, and use of these surveillance technologies until regulations are put into place that protect human rights. The Norwegian women's beach handball team was fined 1,500 euros for choosing to play in shorts instead of bikini bottoms during the Euro 2021 tournament. Male players can wear tank tops and shorts, but women must wear midriff-bearing tops and bikini bottoms, quote, with a close fit and cut on an upward angle toward the top of the leg and a maximum side width of four inches, unquote, according to the International Handball Federation regulations. This controversy has shed light on the sport's sexist regulations receiving mainstream coverage. Even Popstar Pink has offered to pay the fine. In contrast, the International Volleyball Federation updated its uniform rules in 2012, allowing women to play in shorts and t-shirts, bikinis, or one-piece bathing suits. Now for a brief WLRN report of the 2021 Tokyo Olympics. The German gymnastics team chose to wear unitards, which cover more of their bodies than the traditional leotards. The Tokyo Olympics is the first summer games since a former U.S. gymnastics national team doctor was sent to prison for 176 years for sexually abusing hundreds of gymnasts. Some of his victims were Olympians, and athletes at his sentencing described how the culture in gymnastics allows women and girls to be abused and objectified. The German gymnasts did not break any rules by wearing the unitards, but their choice may influence other female athletes to wear more comfortable clothing. South Korean archer An San faced abuse after appearing on the world stage with a short haircut. Male commentators accused her of being a feminist due to her hair and suggested that she should apologize and be stripped of her Olympic accomplishments. She won two Olympic gold medals in Tokyo. South Korea has a strong feminist presence, which has been met with anti-feminist and misogynistic backlash. The Korea Archery Association received at least 1,500 messages in support of her, 
and she has received support on social media. 24 Italian female athletes have signed a petition contesting trans-identified males being admitted into female sports. They argue that the International Olympic Committee guidelines are not based on science and are not legally valid. Two of the athletes behind the petition, Christina Sanuli and Denise Newman, competed against trans-identified male Valentina Petrillo in October 2020, and they told a journalist that they had, quote, not competed as equals, unquote, against Petrillo when he won the race. In March 2021, Christina competed against Petrillo again and came in first, while he finished second. Petrillo hopes to compete in the Paralympics this year due to a visual impairment. He has competed against both disabled and non-disabled women and won. Authorities have not yet replied to the female athlete's petition. The International Olympic Committee has admitted that its current guidelines are, quote, not fit for purpose, unquote. The medical and science director, Dr. Richard Budget, acknowledges that the science does not back up the current guidelines. He wants to find a, quote, sweet spot between safety, fairness, and inclusion, unquote. This shift comes after Laurel Hubbard took the place of a female weightlifter in the women's super heavyweight category. On August 2nd, he did lose, but that does not take away from the fact that he took an opportunity away from Raviel Detnamo. Dr. Budget's statements go back and forth between acknowledging that women's sports need to be fair and that, quote, trans women are women, unquote. He even said that, quote, considering the fact that there have been no openly transgender women at the top level until now, I think the threat to women's sports has probably been overstated, unquote. The committee plans to release new guidelines within the next two months. Tamira Mensah-Stock took the gold medal for the USA in women's wrestling, the first black woman to win gold and only the second American woman to hold the title in herstory. She defeated Nigeria's Blessing Aborududu on August 4th at the Tokyo Summer Games. Aborududu also made herstory, being the first Nigerian to win an Olympic medal for wrestling. That concludes WLRN's World News segment for Thursday, August 5th, 2021. I'm Emily Ann Lorenzen. Share your news stories, announcements, and tips with us by emailing info at womensliberationradionews.com and let us know what's going on. Nidra Johnson with her song August Moon about the Michigan Women's Music Festival, a women's festival that happened every year for 40 years in August until 2015. Next up, we'll hear excerpts of conversations, ambient sounds, and interviews with women who attended a festival on the same land that the historic Mitch Fest took place on. Sounds and conversations from the Dragon Ride, a bicycle ride over five days and 145 miles between two women's festivals in Michigan. And finally, we'll hear from women in the Pines at the Michigan Framley Reunion, a festival run by Don Smith that honors female-only spaces without apology or exception. We'll start off this sampling of ambient sounds and conversations in the woods of Michigan with Lynette Hartzell and Lori Fuchs of the LGB Alliance USA. 
Lynette and Lori attended the first festival I was at this summer called Big Mouth Girl on the Land. One festival among the many offered by the We Want the Land Coalition, or WWTLC. With the advent of the WWTLC, there are opportunities for women to gather for different events and purposes throughout the summer. At the LGB Alliance workshop, about 40 women gathered to discuss the implications of taking the T out of the LGBT alphabet soup. Afterwards, I caught up with Lynette and Lori and asked them to talk about what Michigan means to them. Please excuse the poor quality of the recording as there was a lot of background noise. But that's what Fest is like. Women talking excitedly and passionately all around you. So enjoy the feeling. What does Michigan mean to you? Well, I think Michigan meant to me, um, it was a significant thing. I, I did not have a long history here. And, and in some ways I did have a long history here because so many women that I knew, and particularly the one I lived with, had that in their lives. And so I, I had the privilege and the honor to be an observer and to participate in Michigan in a way that others did not. Because I, I could talk to the performers who came here because they came to our house sometimes. Uh, I could talk to Laurie who had interactions with people here, who had businesses here, who sold product here. I could hear conversations that were going on about this place. And when I came here and saw so many women here, and I could just feel what it meant to them, that uh, it just was enormous. The love and the com camaraderie and the sisterhood here is undefinable. And if you're here, you feel it. If you walk around the grounds, you feel it. You see women being just with women, relaxed. You see us just having a time, being able to sit and talk for a long time. It's a women's environment, and it's important that it stay as a women's environment, and that we have it, and that we maintain it. And I fully support We Want the Land a Coalition. I think they're going to be successful. I'm just proud of them for, for What doing about it. the fact that they allow men to be on the land um, at different festivals? Well, I think that that's part of the deal. And I think part of the deal, too, is that we have things like this that are private for women. And so we have that. We can continue to have that. It is women and girls forever. And yes, there may be some men here, but will they really come? And will they really stay? Let's see. Well, they're not allowed to come to BMG. No, they're not. It's a private party. Four out of five events are women born women. Yes, four out of five. It's open. open to whoever defines themselves as a woman, and it's up to the producer of the event to determine who gets to come, and it is a way to have, you know... It's a compromise, but it's a fair compromise because women do get their female-only space on the land. And if more people who want to have events that for anybody who identifies as a woman, let them come make the events. They're not even doing it. I mean, this is my right, about because the festivals. For all 40 years of Michigan, there were like 50 other festivals that were open. Did trans women come? Never. They did not come to participate. They didn't care about the music. They didn't contribute. They didn't have any interest in what the culture was. This is the only one that they targeted because because there was, was so some semblance of no. I mean, it wasn't even yes. a hard no. And also because there is nudity here. And what does that tell you? And they're perverts. What does that say to you? It's the one place where women really need to feel safe and comfortable to walk around in any state of undress without feeling And so is that what they were interested in? You have to ask yourself. So, um, I, th I first came to the second one in 1977, and for you know, some years after that, almost everybody I know feels like no matter how much of an evolved feminist, lesbian feminist, whatever was our consciousness, 
up to the point, which was pretty far evolved, it changed our lives. It changed our concept of what a woman can be. It broke that boundary, those five-year-old chains of gender, so that it's like, oh, you mean I can, I can look like that and be a woman, and not just be a woman, but it's absolutely beautiful. To, to have come on this land and just see thousands of women in the early days in many states of undress and start to see the, the variety and beauty and in every sense, you know, in age and in size and in you know, there are women here with mastectomies <laughs> from cancer who were just proud Amazons and to realize how much shame and body hatred we had grown up with from, from the first day of being on the planet. And I think especially for women who have been called serves all their lives and misgendered, missexed as male, this was a role model for women to come and see that there are women like me. I can be a woman. I can be proud of how I look, how I walk, how I dress, how I am. And to have listened to the women who were detransitioners say, had I been coming to this festival, I never would have transitioned. I never realized there was anybody like me in my little town. And to me, that's a tragedy that that space has been so maligned, so disappeared, so attacked, so banned, even informational, to learn about it except as something to despise, to treat as just the worst kind of oppression. No, this was, this was the meaning of liberation. This was the meaning of women's liberation. One of the things I like about women's music festivals in the woods of Michigan is the opportunity to play the open mic during the festival's talent show. Here I am performing Turfin USA with Michelle and Dippity, my two Star Spangles backup singers. Check out WLRN's Facebook page to see the video in all of its sparkling glory. Turf, totally excellent radical feminist. Uh -oh. yeah. <laughs> We're Thistle and the Star Spangles, and uh, we're going to do a version of uh, Surfing USA, and uh, we're going to light the nation on fire, so watch out. <laughs> if everybody had a notion of reality, then everybody'd be turfing from sea to shining sea. Butchy, butchy, blonde hair, Tartan, USA. You catch them turfing at Target, at the Weezball, too. Karen Davies on YouTube, we all know who is who. All over the bird app, and down Facebook way. Everybody. The night stage was lit up 
with so many different performers and types of musicians. The Festival on the Land felt so much like Mishfest, I kept referring to it as such while there. One of the performers who really stood out was E. Nina J., calling on the audience to open up to one another as sisters before reading a riveting poem about sexual abuse. Take a listen. If you are a survivor right now, and you want to stand in this space with me, I want to ask you to move, but stand up. Let me look at you like you're looking at me. Stand up in that power. And don't let your shoulders hunch either. It's going to be powerful tonight because we're going to understand what the fuck happens. Survivors. And I don't qualify it. If you are a survivor, stand up. Those of you in the front, turn around. Look how many of you are in the back. Yes, thank you so much. Get on my hand, please, because it's never easy to stand up. You know why it's never easy to stand in that face? Because we've been, tell, we've been gossiping about it and talking about it like we're frail old ladies. Like we're frail old ladies instead of the powerhouses that we are. I'm fucking proud to have survived sexual violence. You know how hard that shit was? I'm amazing. Amen. I'm a superwoman. <laughs> so are you. I'm a yeah. I used to work in the rape crisis centers. I was talking about this the other day. One of the things that we did when I first met women in the hospital, and we were well-meaning, you know, our movements have always been well-meaning, but we have to look back sometimes and look at the lessons that we taught each other. It was common for me to go into an emergency room and relay the message, if not even in the language, but the message and the spirit that her power had been stolen and that she was broken in some way. And I was there to help her put herself back together. But here's the thing, we were never broken. When did we ever learn to give men the power to think that they can do those kinds of things to us? Yes. I want you to picture your abuser with this next poem. Stand your abuser, your rapist, whoever hurt you. And I'm, do I'm not doing no trigger warnings. We warriors in this shit tonight. It's all right if you need to cry, it's all right if you need to mourn, but do it right here with us. Do it with each other. After the WWTLC festival on the original Mishfest land in the Ferns, Serendipity Day and I rode our bicycles 145 miles over five days to another women's festival held on a pine tree farm called Michigan Framley Reunion. Along the way, we camped, foraged wild foods, and bonded as women using our own two legs to power us through beautiful and sometimes devastated landscapes of western Michigan. Here is a clip of us stopped near a mining site, discussing both the beauty and the environmental destruction we witnessed on the ride. The first clip is with Dippity, and the second is just me crossing a bridge on my bike, describing what I see. This is Thistle, we're on the Dragon Ride, and we're stopped noticing this dead grapevine, and juxtaposed Beyond the dead one is, an, is a live one. And over here, it looks like a mining operation. It's an energy company. Of course, the signs that say danger and no trespassing say that it's a construction site, which we all know is a euphemism. There is a pyramid of, I mean, it looks like it from over here. It's a pile of sand maybe I don't know so my battery is low this is Dippity hey Dippity she's on the dragon ride and she's providing the beats right now what are we listening to Dippity yes poem from affirmations for the grown-ass woman okay <laughs> yeah and we're feeling our power today aren't we so what kind of plant did we find earlier we have golden seal yes Oh, I got some catnip. I didn't show you that. Oh, nice. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can I know, smell that. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have some um, hollyhock. Wow, look at that color. Oh, Beautiful. I have some hibiscus. Yep. Yeah. So amidst all of this destruction, there's lots of beauty, right? Yeah. You know, I, I see life everywhere, and it's not necessarily like the type of life it used to be. But even like when we watch post-apocalyptic movies, there's still some sort of something growing. And that gives me a lot of hope for mm -hmm. the world, you know? 
And it's really awesome to be riding our bikes so slowly through the landscape mm -hmm. so we can stop and relate to the plants mm -hmm. and you know and forage like we've got some plants that we're going to be putting into our potato pack this evening that we're going to put into tin foil and throw into the fire it's going to be so yummy with olive oil and fresh onion and garlic and then some of the wild crafted plants that um we've harvested today hi everybody I'm on the dragon ride. I'm about to cross uh, an apocalyptic bridge that has features of what I think could be in our dysphoric and dystopic future that is the present uh, due to so many man-made uh, forms of destruction that have been imposed upon our natural habitat. But um, the beauty that I saw when I crossed this bridge and put my face up to the sky gave me a feeling of euphoria and I can see the beauty of nature all around me even in this highly dystopic setting. So I thought I would turn on the camera and have you ride across the bridge with me and see what I saw to my right. We are really close to Lake Michigan um, it's exciting. There are all these like estuaries and boats and things that are showing up and sand, you know, from the dunes and it's a really beautiful area. So here we go. We're going to go over the bridge. That looks like a long walkway. It looks pretty nice, but there's definitely this juxtaposition that's happening here. All right, we'll complete the journey over the bridge, and then I'm going to peace out, sisters, and uh, maybe we'll see you tonight around the campfire. Um, we're going to be staying really close to the shore of Lake Michigan at Fisherman's Landing. I'm excited. And um, if it's not too windy, <laughs> we'll have a campfire. All right, peace out, sisters. One of the many things Dippity and I did on the ride was to collect plants that we later used in a steam Dippity called Yoni Steams. Here's a clip of us talking about it and Dippity doing a demo for us on the steam pot at one of our campsites. What does that mean that it's a cleanse? It, I mean, because I'm saying that because the yoni is not dirty, right? That's so correct. So what does that mean? It's self-cleansing. Mm -hmm. So what does it mean that well, it's a the, cleanse? It's, it's self-cleaning, but that's not the only thing that happens there, right? Especially not in today's society. And so it can be helpful for a uterus tilt, which most every woman has. It can be helpful like to balance hormones, which I mean, almost every woman does need balancing of hormones. Um, I've had results where women start like doing yoni steams once a month for three days in a row. That's the cleanse, it's three days in a row. And then, you know, they don't, they're not estrogen dominant anymore. Like they, it, because it depends on what herbs you use, mm -hmm. you know. Well, I like and how so, you call it a steam and not a cleanse, even though mm -hmm. you're saying um, that you, you know, see it as a cleanse. I also think what you were saying is true, mm -hmm. which is the yoni is self-cleansing. It's that, kind of like you know, like we and that in patriarchy. We're, we're, we're taught, we're that, taught that the yoni is dirty and needs to be cleansed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so I think calling it a steam is... Yeah. I, I like that word better. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I do because, you know, like, I the first time I steamed, I stood up and every single one of my vertebrae cracked. And it felt like it, like, I, I grew. And, um... And it felt like I had just spent all day at a spa or like at a hot spring, like that, like for 10 hours. And I had just been on the, the pot for like 10 minutes. 
And so it won me over right away. Wow. Not everybody has a first experience like that, but like <laughs> I had a lot going well, on. Well, I mean, know? some of it, some of it is like, well, are you in touch with your body? You know what I mean? What you're gonna do? Do you okay. want to go first, so or the do you water, want me to go first? I would like you to demonstrate. Okay. Um, so Dippity has a blanket. Can you tell us about the blanket? Are, are you my grandma already? made this blanket? Oh yeah. Okay. My grandma made the blanket. Oh, that's what I've been sleeping on. For Many padding. different. That's a beautiful um, patches blanket. Yeah. and colors. Yeah. Gorgeous. Where did the patches come from? I I don't know. It was my graduation present. Oh, the one that your mother came to. Yes. <laughs> oh, fantastic. And where are you going to place the blanket? On top of me. Okay. So I'm going to take down her trousers. So she's taking down her trousers. The water is almost I'm going to, to a boiling I'm state. I'm going to take my cheeks and I'm just going to kind of part them as I sit down to like open up my seating bones. And then I'm going to check and make sure that I, you know, the steam's going to so the right you're, place. No, this is just a, it's a demo. And then the blanket goes yes. over. And, and then, then the blanket goes over me. Mm -hmm. And I can, it's best to keep your whole self warm. Like that, like that's what it is. And even when you're going through a hot flash, it's best to like find a dress that's like really lightweight, that's long sleeve and like has like, you know, all the way up to the neck. Um, and then like a hoop skirt because you want to have like a ritual of warmth so I before I came onto the road trip I steamed in the morning and it was like a hundred degree day and I was not as hot that day oh look it's um boiling all right and tell us what the herbs are again so this is from Steamy Chick. This is the woman who taught me how to do all of this through her free YouTube Steamy videos. Steamy Chick. <laughs> yep. She has free free YouTube videos, and I watched them. Um, this one has mugwort, witch hazel, lavender, cam chamomile, rose, white sage, peppermint, and dandelion. And then At the home, added. And then pine and self-heal. Pine and self -heal. Oh, is this the man from that's Michigan. Michigan. Come and check us out. No, no? he's okay, just saying hi. Yeah. Check out so, our, sisters, we are surrounded by um, patriarchy, but we're here steaming our unis. Or I am steaming. <laughs> oh, you're ste <laughs> <laughs> There's some, some, some steaming of the unis happening. Yes. After five days of biking along the shore of Lake Michigan and into the woods, we finally arrived to the Michigan Family Reunion where a village of women were camped. The following clip is from a conversation I had with women sitting in the Volva Lounge, a space set up by Kim and Lonnie for sisters to meet and greet on the edge of the concert bowl. Take a listen. Okay, so um, I'm in the Volva Lounge sitting with women. You can hear the birds, and there are women singing. There's a lesbian flag with the sun shining through it in front of me. I'm sitting in a camping chair, and there's a vulva with a naked woman sitting in the, lounging in the middle of it. <laughs> um, and some power flags, some feminist lesbian power flags, and a woman sitting in her camping chair, topless, comfortable in her habitat. And um, Lana, is it Lonnie. Lonnie is here, and she is one of the co-founders of the Volva Lounge. So, Lonnie, where are you from? Uh, I grew up in Ohio, and I live now in Greensburg, Pennsylvania, just outside of Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Do you run women's groups there? Nope. <laughs> so what inspired you to create the Volvo Lounge? Um, I, a few years ago, met Kim Stanley, and she immediately became my family. And she sort of reminded me that women's space is important, and she just, she's just my family. And so um, at... 
Ohio. She sort of came up with this idea of a of a Volvo lounge based on the, the blow-up loungers, you know, that look like You Volvos. can get those online, right? Yes. They're kind of popular. They're becoming more popular. Do men get yes. them too, or is it just women? I suspect that it's mostly women. Okay. But I have seen funny videos of men trying to inflate them okay. on beaches and things. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's it. So this is just the Volvo lounge, and it was meant to be... Um, a gathering space. Mm -hmm. So and it was hopping last night. A lot of young women were here, yes, which is amazing. I love that young women are are coming in because, mm -hmm. as we keep hearing, we're a dying breed. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So do you, does anyone else want to say anything? Well, I was at that old where Kim came up with that idea. So it was awesome to be part of that acorn and. Uh, I, I definitely feel at home in this vulva, and I like to know that it's not just vulvas, but it's also titties. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dippity is now sitting close. upon the titty pillow. It's like the most comfortable <laughs> pillow. Hi, good to see you again. I'm outside every day, and it's like, oh, that's awesome. So, um, Lonnie and Emily, and what's your name? Megan. Cool. Megan, where are you from? I am originally from Jersey, but I moved to Philly not too long ago. Mm -hmm. What what brought you to MFR? Um, my girlfriend and I at the time, this is way back, um, we went on a kind of spontaneous road trip because we were both feeling like pandemic fatigue. And so we started in Jersey, went down the East Coast, came right back up. I actually got in Virginia, a small dachshund that I named Valerie Solanus, and then we drove um, to Ohio, and I messaged Cowboy Jen on TikTok, and I was like, hey, you're a lesbian, I'm a lesbian, I might be there, do you want to, like, say hi for an hour or two and have lunch? And she was like, no, come stay on my couch for three days. And I was like, okay, absolutely. So we stayed there and she told me all about Mitch Fest and she showed me some of the original uh, pamphlets and everything. And she had mentioned that this is happening again. So I had to make it out. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And how old are you? I'm 23. Fantastic. It's so lovely to have you in the Volva Lounge and to have you at MFR. And I want to ask you, what do you think about riding bikes from Big Mouth Girl, which is a festival that's a women-born women festival on the land, the original Mishfest land, 145 miles to MFR over five days, camping in a tribe of Amazon women. What do you think of that idea? Very, very, very fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah very fun. <laughs> Emily, did you have thoughts on that? Oh, yeah. I was raising my hand for both that. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think of that idea? Well, I've ridden my bike on the land with Brenda and some other women, and that was a hoot. I've never done five days, but I feel like that would be an amazing tribe to travel with. Ha! 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 So, um... What do you think of that idea, Dippity? Well, we we just did that. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I got here. Yeah, my I bicycle did see bikes in the yeah. woods. I was yeah. like, wow. Yeah. And it was, you know, I I didn't train for it necessarily, and I was yeah, like, it's gonna take me food. twice as long as the Google estimate. And mm. what ended up happening was that it did not take me twice as long. I I rode up almost every hill, it, but it was also very flat. And it was very easy and I it might just, you know, I think it, I got spoiled having that be, being my first bike trip ever. <laughs> it wasn't too easy. You know, I mean, she was challenged. I was challenged. You always are because what kind of landscape was it, Dippity? How would you describe from point A, which was BMG to MFR, what was the landscape like? What did you see? Well, the first two days we were on a bike trail that was away from the road. And so there was a lot of places to stop and forage and a lot of black raspberries to pick. And I got to meet a lot of new plants that I, that I had seen in pictures but never met in person before. And that was really exciting. And then going into like the third and fourth day, um, it became more urban. We went through neighborhoods. We saw, we saw mining, mining, like really Yeah, we saw mining for like three, the last three days. Mm -hmm. 
and semi trucks. Semi trucks. Um, so I, I feel like it's inherently a challenge to ride your bicycle as if you are traffic, using it as a real form of transportation. Well, you are traffic. We became traffic, actually. Mm -hmm. On one road, we decided to go side by side and take the entire lane. How many you know, were the tribe? In, we were the scouting expedition. The tribe uh, would be up to 20 women uh, because, you know, there's a lot of logistics involved. In fact, the... Oh, no, not at all. You're part of it. You're part oh, of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> women are so like accommodating of each other and kind of stumble over each other trying to make sure everyone's happy. But anyhow, yes, we're happy over here in the Volvo Lounge. Why? Thank you. You said scouting was smaller, but we tribe were, was like 20. the tribe would be limited to twenty, and the the reason for that is and and it's a boiling cauldron. Twenty women going along on the bicycle for 145 miles there where's my lighter where's my uh sock oh my gosh where did my sandals go where's this where's that, that awesome. and and that is the challenge that's yeah. part of the challenge it's not just a physical challenge and what it is is it's boot camp for amazons mm -hmm. because if we're going to be serious about having a real feminist movement we need to learn how to work together cooperate with one another yeah. collaborate and be a village i don't know bike mechanics you may know bike mechanics you could play the role in the village of being a bike mechanic that helps out the whole village um i don't know how to navigate using you know like a map and like getting from point a to point b you would be a, a navigator in fact there's the head of the dragon because it was the dragon ride gyn the head of the dragon and there's the tail of the dragon the head of the dragon goes out and like puts um chalk on the sidewalk and stuff on the path for the body of the dragon to follow the village and the tail of the dragon has the bike mechanic in uh with some tools and so then you everybody goes at their own pace and the whole village takes care of itself and so you have needs that are met and you also contribute and there's this balanced give and take and it's a practice and it's a practice for real life feminism it is real life yeah. and um so i invite you to learn more about the dragon ride ladies i'd love for you to uh, write something to lesbian connection about it because i feel like yeah. you could reach a lot of lesbians that way and i'll be down there later sweet do you work for lesbian I just connection started a you year just started ago. congratulations yeah, I emily dancing around <gasps> Uh, last July, my first day was July 20th, 2020, and this is our first festival since, like, we went to BMG, some of us, but this is the first one we've boothed, and so it's, like, so good to hear these fresh ideas, these acorns sprouting, all this new stuff, and, like, please spread the word, write a letter, get out there, and so awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, big up the female. Big power, up the power. Thanks for tuning into my sound collage of clips I captured at Michigan Women's Music Festivals this year and from The Dragon Ride, a bicycle adventure between two festivals that were five days apart. This allowed for us to meander along the shoreline of Lake Michigan, exploring as we went an intentional women's community. To learn more about The Dragon Ride and to help make it happen in 2022, contact me at thistle at riseup.net. To end today, here's a clip of the main stage at MFR of Ginger Doss singing a song about life after death. There are many diverse beliefs and spiritual practices represented at these festivals, as well as diversity of musical sound. Enjoy. Hope to see you next year in Michigan, sisters, my sisters. Thanks for tuning in to WLRN, your community-powered radio station in the Femisphere. Ginger Doss, everybody. So many people have seen the light, seen the light. Of what they thought was the end in sight. 
I'm not the only one who shares this bold philosophy I can only say that what I saw is plain to see But I was once a skeptic too Until the day I heard from you when you said Just on the other side, we are not dead, we are alive, we do not die, we are not gone, we are alive, we are just on the other side, we are not dead, we are alive, we do not die, we do not die, we are not gone, we are alive, we are just on the other side, we are not dead, we are we do not die, we do not die We do not die Thank you. Before we end today's podcast, I want to express my bursting gratitude to the universe and to the festival producers that give us the incredible gift of exclusive women's space every summer. Words can't really express how full my heart is from being surrounded by the Amazon tribe in the beautiful Michigan Pines. MFR is a truly special event. I'm already looking forward to next year. I'm in awe of Dawn and her cohorts that pull this amazing festival together each year. Utmost love and gratitude to you, Dawn. I'm 35 years old. I've only ever been to one real Mitch Fest, the last one. Your acorn is my Mitch Fest. Thank you, infinitum. To all the sisters I met in the woods last weekend, it was a joy, an absolute joy, to meet and talk with you, to see you again, to laugh with you, which is my personal favorite, to listen to you, and to learn from you. Serendipity, Linda, Diane, Kim, Lonnie, Sarah, Amy, Kim, Tanya, Sarah, Via, Isabel, Latrice, Cara, Victoria, Gail, Kat, Katie, Casey, and Grace, Carol, Susan, Elizabeth, Becky, Nina, Melanie, the sisters running the Archery Cove, the sisters singing to the goddess in the morning light, DJ Fudgy, I danced like no one was watching, and it would have been embarrassing if I cared. Thank you, my sister and all the sisters I crossed paths with on Amazon Rising. Thank you to the incredible gay Egbolola that was absolutely delightful to hear authentic blues on the stage. And to the sisters I met cooking tempeh bacon at Mama Kuka, who helped me rally when I had to pack out Sunday evening, the encouragement was more helpful than you might think. I'm staying for longer next year, I'm putting in more work, and I'm wearing my shirt less. See you in August, sisters, my sisters. This. 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 This is WLRN. 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 Women's Liberation Radio Women's News. Liberation Radio Women's News. Liberation Radio Women's Liberation Radio News. Women's Liberation Radio News. This is Emily Ann, and I will be at the Sovereign Women Speak event in Washington on August 20th through the 23rd. I look forward to the workshops, speakers, and sisterhood. There will also be a protest outside the Washington Correction Center for Women against males being housed with female prisoners. Next month, I will bring you coverage of the event along with commentary. For more information, visit SovereignWomenCircle.com. Thanks for listening to WLRN's 64th edition podcast on Michigan Women's Festivals. WLRN would like to thank all of the women who spoke to us on the land, including Lynette Hartzell and Lori Fuchs of the LGB Alliance USA. Also, a big thank you to Emily, Megan, and Lonnie for speaking to WLRN in the Volvo Lounge at MFR. 
And finally, a huge thank you to Serendipity Day, who went to both festivals and was a scout with Thistle on the Dragon Ride this year. Until next time, this is April No, signing off on another WLRN podcast. Hey, it's Thistle signing off, but before I do, I want to give a big WLRN shout out to Agnes Wade for being the Dragon Ride support vehicle driver. Thanks for helping make our dream of riding bikes safer and more comfortable, Agnes. Next month, we'll focus our program on Emily Ann's trip to the Sovereign Women Speak event being held August 20th through 23rd in Seattle. For more information about Sovereign Women Speak and to get your tickets, visit SovereignWomenCircle.com. Our handcrafted podcasts always come out the first Thursday of the month, so look for it on Thursday, September 2nd. If you'd like to receive our newsletter that notifies you when each podcast, music, show, and interview are released, please sign up for our newsletter on the WLRN WordPress site. Stay strong in the struggle, and thanks for listening. I'm Thistle Patterson, feeling good after two weeks at home with my sisters in Michigan. This is Jenna signing off on another edition of WLRN's monthly handcrafted podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Spinster, over it and SoundCloud, in addition to our WordPress site. Thanks for listening. Our monthly podcasts are always crafted with tender loving care and in solidarity with women worldwide. Thanks for your support. We would love to hear from you, so please comment, like, and share widely. For the patriarchal kiss How will we find what needs to be shown And then after that